Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Jazz Mostert, and you're listening it to is, Look, it's Inside great. It's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bulb, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but, but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickhead, you could say. It's just it's, they're just... There's, <laughs> Good racing, and I enjoy it. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. This week on Inside Supercars, it's our special interview show following the Clipsal 500. I hope you'll stay with us as we speak to a few of the team owners and the drivers who made what was a very interesting weekend at Adelaide. First up to the winner of the Clipsal 500, Nick Perkat. Nick Perkat, the Clipsal 500, it's a, an amazing race to win. It's one of the best, and some say it is the best now, even over Bathurst. So your name's on both trophies. I guess you can be a judge. Um, I think I'm a little bit spoiled, to be honest. Um, this is personally amazingly rewarding, especially with you know, where our team is at compared to a Red Bull Racing. Um, and But Bathurst equally, you still get goosebumps thinking about actually winning that race. And um, to my first ever race win solo in front of my home crowd at a race I've watched for so many years is just unbelievable and couldn't have thought of a better place to do it. And the conditions were just amazing. <laughs> they were. It was um, pretty eventful. Um, even on the slicks, you know, it was still wet through turn three and I came through a couple laps in a row and hit the fence pretty hard at the exit of three up to four and this is what you have to do to risk the car to get the result and you always have to here and there's no choice you always have to take some pain off it but uh yeah it was um yeah amazingly rewarding for me and the whole crew it gets the monkey off the back for lucas umbrell's team but importantly you start your second year here how did you see with the dry racing where the car was at um obviously we were probably a little bit weak on the soft but we were probably a little bit hesitant on the changes we're making um Missed the hard tyre race, which hurt me a little bit for qualifying, but I had a really good direction of what we wanted to do for the race. And as soon as it started to dry out, and I felt the, the balance of the car. I was like, holy hell, we've actually finally dialled in what I want. And the, the car pace is really good, and the crew's up on the back of wheel super easy. And actually, Garth was just ahead of him. So the pace of it in the dry was super encouraging. Uh, we just need to try and transform that into every race meeting. And compared to where I started the last two championships with the, in the Coates High Car, WR, um, I think it was negative points like Cruz said when he was last year and left here last year with the DNF on Sunday so this is a much better start, the best start I've had to a championship in my, how many years but now three, three years of main series Well congratulations and uh, obviously another opportunity to try things out at the Grand Prix before you get back into the championship. Yeah exactly, it'll be good to try and uh, sort out little things we've got going on, the car's quite good at high speed, it probably struggles a little bit at the, the low speed corner so um, hopefully you know that first through the car park and stuff like that at uh, the Grand Prix will be enough to highlight that and the last section uh, sector so I think you know if we can improve that and we've got a little bit of room to move in engine land so I think we've definitely got some free time to gain there. Well congratulations again. Sure. Thank you. After the break we hear from Michael Caruso who leads the championship and Garth Tander. I hope you'll stay with us here on Inside Supercars. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to have to um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Michael Crusoe, an amazing weekend for yourself and for their supercars at Clipsal. Yeah, look, it's uh, um, it's great to be leaving here the championship leader because um, there's no doubt about it, this race is hard enough um, as it is, but uh, to throw uh, the, the elements of the weather today uh, at us on the, um, you know, what we all expected to be was blistering hot. Um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, very, uh, very pleasing for not just me personally, but the boys um, in our team have done a brilliant job. Um, my engineers and and all in, involved uh, obviously uh, made the right calls through the day. Uh, we had you know very good speed. I was pretty happy with our car, whether it be wet or dry. If uh, if it was going to be a race of the flag, that we'd um, have some speed. So um, yeah, it's uh, you know when you've uh, obviously have a start to the championship um, like we have this year compared to where I was this time last year, it's um, you know quite the opposite. So it's a good starting point for us and. Uh, you know, lots of credit for Nissan um, for sticking by this program and constantly, um, you know, being very, very positive. So it's, uh, it's, you know, all these results, what we had at the back half last year and start off this year is great. When you're looking at what you uh, can achieve this year, what does the importance of the Australian Grand Prix bring into it now before the next championship round? Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Australian Grand Prix is a great opportunity for us to uh, to go there and win, to be honest, because um, last year I didn't get the opportunity due to some, um, you know, uncircumstantial reasons that uh, had a drama in qualifying, and from there it's impossible to get through the field. So, um, you know, when the, when the race is won qualifying and you just got to race your way through, it was very, very difficult. So, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to going back there and, um, and having a very good crack at it because I, I really enjoy racing there, and it's uh, it's one of the few race meetings that you can you can drive... Um, with absolutely no pressure on the team at all because uh, there's no points up for grabs. And what about the cars? Is there a noticeable difference in what you're driving now to what you had here last year? Oh, 100%. And, and that's just due to the work and, and progress that we've been doing um, you know, since in the, its inception in 2013. And um, I'm very proud of, of what I've achieved with this team. And um, you know, that's something that, uh, that I pride myself on to push myself um, not just at the circuit, but when I'm at home, um, you know, obviously working off the track to uh, to better myself. Well, congratulations and all the best at the Grand Prix. Thank you very much. Well, Garth Tander, a crazy Sunday at Clipsal, but uh, I guess whenever you're on the podium, it's a good day. Yeah, that's right. It was um, a strange old day with obviously the weather and then all what went on with the fuel drop and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, strange old day. Uh, I've never really been a fan of that fuel drop rule anyway, and I reckon this race will probably see the back of it. So... Um, yeah, look, it was one of those days where you needed to stay, stay on the island and, and not not make any mistakes. And we made a couple, but generally um, not too bad. And uh, yeah, found ourselves on the podium. The weekend though wasn't all about the rain, and you're confident from what you saw on Friday and Saturday that things are going in the definitely right direction. Yeah, I think um, the changes that we make to the car now, you can feel them, and, and we can give accurate feedback with them. Whereas last year. With the car, it was very, very hard to be accurate with the feedback you're giving the car because you couldn't really feel any of the changes. So that's going to enable us to 
develop the car more quickly. So um, we've got still a lot of work to do. We've always had fast cars here at Adelaide. So now we need to continue to develop that. Obviously, we've got the Grand Prix next, which we'll do some more development work and then uh, see how we come out of Tennis Lane. Can you throw a whole bunch of parts at the car for the Grand Prix? Yeah, we've got some stuff that we'll be working on for sure. So um, it's hard at the Grand Prix because the track evolves a fair bit over the course of the weekend with F1 rubber and that. But, um, yeah, look, we've got some stuff we want to continue to develop and continue to understand, and the Grand Prix is a good opportunity for that. Is this probably the uh, happiest you've been in the last three or four years coming out of Clipsal? I think I left Clipsal last year in the top three in the points as well. So, um, yeah, look, um, it's a good solid start. Uh, we've shown we've got fast cars. We've shown that the guys are very smart in the pit garage. Um, we just need to uh, continue to move forward. I don't think we're 100% all the way where we want to be with the car, but um, I said earlier that the, the light at the end of the tunnel is starting to shine a little brighter. After the break, we hear from the team owners, including Lucas Dumbrell and Roland Dane. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Well, Lucas, we were speaking yesterday about never making the same mistakes again. I guess this is the sort of thing that uh, you want to see more regularly up on the top step of the podium. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, like I said, we couldn't have probably got lower than you know 24 hours ago after that race, and um, it's just unfortunate. It's such a silly thing, you know. We've got Nick's um, Nick's number one is his first year, and he's only you know only had a year you know prior in supercars, and him in his number two have just they've run faultlessly all year. So for them for making a mistake like that, it's unfortunate for them because it's such a uh, you know glorified one, and um, and you know they you know they were very cut up themselves over it, and you know definitely they've bounced back in the best way. They've prepared a great great uh, a great car, you know, Finnick and. And he's taken it all the way to the front of the grid, and you know, from 15th, and he, you know, to win the race, he's just, it's just awesome. You know, and um, the whole team, you know, is so deserving of all the credit. You know, they, um, you know, Nick, Nick obviously as well, but you know, Barry and and he's in and Nick's engineer Chris Stuckey, and um, he's, you know, he's done it. Nathan and just everyone, you know, deserves, um, you know, such a, I suppose, such a pat on the back after what you know it was a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hectic day. And a lot of credit has to go to them because we saw so many other teams up and down pit lane not read the conditions, read how the race was going to run and make sure their car had the fuel and had every other piece of the puzzle in place in time. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's uh, sorry, I just having a laugh. That Nicky actually made a promise to the crew they'd take everyone to uh, Thailand if he uh, if he won. So um, I think he said he's just bloody. I reckon we're holding back his pay next month to pay for the airfares. So. Um, no, he's um, yeah, it's um. Sorry, was a question again. I'm funny. My, my brain faded. Yeah. The the engineering team and the, and the guys all read the strategy and got that strategy yeah. very right early. Yeah, I, I think yeah, like they did. Chris um, did a great job reading the strategy as well. You know, with Barry there and, and Nathan and uh, and as Baz as well, they had you know it's a good strategy. And they'll you know they planned it well and they they saw you know potential for a shortened race and um, and thus they got that fuel in early and that's what you know got us to win. The, this is a great strategy between them and um, and it's just awesome. You know, and, um, I suppose we're definitely short on crew there um, engineering wise and um, I suppose. 
I don't know, like he, um, they, they, they definitely, you know, they showed, you know, what they're capable of. So, um, you know, it's such a small group and, you know, um, we're not, uh, you know, every, not everyone's perfect and definitely the whole crew isn't, neither am I or Nick, you know, but um, I think today everyone's just done a, 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 you know, a top job and uh, this shows, you know, really what we're capable of. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Roland Dane, Clipsal 2016. What do, do you look at the two very different days we had there and what do you take from it? Uh, yesterday, was, yesterday was good. Uh, some great racing, uh, very hot, and um, today uh, was um, yeah a little bit like entering the lotto. So um, I think uh, I don't think we did ourselves any favours as a category uh, with the minimum drop rule having to be um, adhered to in that situation. Um, if we'd had a yeah if we if we'd had a straight race without the minimum minimum drop rule it would have um it actually would have been sensational um with a wet dry wet race uh but because of everyone coming in and out and putting little bits of fuel in and everything i don't think we did ourselves any favors as a category and it just became a became a lottery of of who decided to throw the dice the furthest each time so um luckily it doesn't happen very very often and um yeah, you'll, you, it'll throw up, throw up um, unexpected winners, which it which it did today. So it's not terrible from that point of view, but it's um, I wouldn't want to see it happen again. Is the is the days of maybe the fuel drop and also the time certainness of the races? Does that have to end, particularly when you're not on free to air TV? Um, well, the it's not quite that simple. So the the fuel drop um, most of the time, I believe, actually works quite well. The, the average spectator may or may not know about it and it doesn't it, it's not really that visible so um, I don't think it's a, a bad thing because it stops people running engines too lean and and also um, stops a development race on fuel economy so uh, from that point of view I think it's um, very sensible uh, for, a, for a dry race um, and 95% of the time it, it, uh, it works time certain stuff um it's not quite as simple as whether on free-to-air television uh when we go to tasmania we'll want to finish by a certain time so that we can then um have the uh, highlights shown um on channel 10 so that even though it's not um even though it's not on fta uh broadcast live it is on later that afternoon so it's not as simple as just saying that um it, it's easy to solve in that way so this so uh, there, are, there are reasons why it's like that. So is it a case that you might be advocating for if it becomes a wet race, maybe like the tyre rule on a two-compound tyre race where you, if you go to wet, you don't have to run the other one? That's when you might take away the requirements on the fuel dump. Yeah, I think if it's declared a wet race at any time, then the, the fuel dump probably becomes uh, irrelevant to it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they just need to double check that there are no silly anomalies in that but um, that's certainly the way it looks to me is that, that that's what you do. Now critically your team's gone to three cars yeah. what did Friday, Saturday tell you about running three cars in the heat of the battle and when everything was even? Oh look it's uh, um, I, I think uh, I didn't see any real real issues with that um, that uh, all cars were prepared well they were uh, shared all their data, 
it's all available, and um, I think uh, I think it proved that we can do that no problem. So I'm, I'm not unhappy with that aspect of it at all. And Shane is understanding the Triple Eight way. Yeah, yeah. So Shane's fitting in 100 miles an hour and enjoying it. And you've seen that in the dry, in, in, in race conditions, um, he and he and Jamie were the quickest cars here this weekend, really. So uh, I'm not uh, I'm not uh, disappointed in any way with that because he's he's doing a great job. Rule number one: you can't teach fast. Yeah, yeah. And Shane's fast, and uh, he's bringing the best out in Jamie as well. Good news and. What do you do now with the Grand Prix? Is it a testing weekend? Do you have a lot of stuff you want to develop? No, we go to the Grand Prix and, uh, and of course, we have a little play with things, but at the end of the day, we want to put on a good show. There's a lot of people there, including a lot of our sponsors. Uh, we want to put it on a good show and, and, um, and try and win some races. James Warburton's made some big statements leading into uh, the negotiation period for V8 Supercars and the Grand Prix's future. What's your take on that? Oh, I... Um, I don't know exactly what he said. All, all, I know that I like going to the Grand Prix. Um, I want to go to the Grand Prix and race uh, VE Supercars, and I hope we do um, for as, as long as I'm involved in the category. I want to be there. But if it's not for championship points, is it still worth going in your eyes? Absolutely, I think it is. Um, I, of course I'd like it to be championship points. Um, but uh, if it's not, it's not. It's a, um, Am I going to lose sleep over it? No. Thanks for your time. Okay. A break, and Chris Pither will join us. He talks about that big hit that put him out of Sunday's action. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inside Supercars. Which has mustered a scary hit from the outside. How are you? Nah, perfectly fine, mate. There's, you know, it looks scary on the outside, but on the inside it's quite cosy, so... Uh... You know, obviously disappointed. You don't want to have your clips of 500 like that. But, um, you know, I just look at the positives this weekend. We showed some great speed, bounced back um, competitively from, from the big crash at Bathurst. Just got caught out there. It's pretty pretty hard yakker out there. It's uh, go a little bit wide at line or you lose a bit of arrow at eight. And, um, unfortunately, just you're a sitting duck. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to... Um, yeah, the next round. I'm really happy with my super cheap auto Falcon, and um, you know I think this team is is on for big things and, and good things this year again. So uh, fingers crossed we can take the speed to the next round. Well, a lot of work for the boys with uh, the super black and your car before the Grand Prix in two weeks time. Yeah, the guys at our team they work magic. You know, it's uh, every time we we seem to, to damage a car, they they fix it even better. So uh, you know the new cars have been christened now. She's she's had a little tap at the wall, so. If it's anything like last year's car, then um, hopefully we can be on for some big things. Well, glad you're all right and look forward to seeing you at Grand Prix. Thanks very much. Craig Lowndes, first weekend in the, the brand new setup. How do you sum up the weekend? Oh, look, uh, a little bit challenging at times. I think that uh, there's no doubt that uh, you know, we uh, worked pretty hard to make a fast car. I think that uh, you know, Saturday's race, we, uh, races, we were sort of a little bit uh, you know, off the pace in the sense of setups and everything else, but 
Uh, it all came together today. Sunday's race was much better. I think that uh, the car was fast on both the hard and the softs, and I think that uh, sorry, all the wets. Um, so really, for me, it was a, um, a good indication that we move forward, and uh, and uh, you know we're working better together. Of course, the off season was punctuated with an injury, and that's always a frustrating way to start the year. Oh, look, it is, but I think we also show that uh, uh, we're in good shape. I think that uh, you know we. This is one of the toughest physical tracks that we uh, we go to, and uh, and of course to, to be able to get through the weekend without any issues, I think that uh, shows that uh, you know our our fitness is probably not where we'd like it to be in the sense because we haven't been able to train as hard as we'd like, but uh, you know but look you know we got through the weekend unscathed and uh, you know happy to keep keep going. And for yourself, being in a team that's all focused around you now, which is a bit of a misdemeanor because it's still three cars. But um, obviously the responsibilities of all the marketing, it's your face now, perhaps back like it was in 2006 when you were the one face of Triple Eight. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. But it's, it's uh, you know, for us, we, you know, we, we try and work as a bigger group. So uh, for, for us, it's, uh, it's all about, uh, um, it's all about uh, you know, it's obviously you know, trying to work all together. And, and that's uh, really for us this weekend was a good indication of, uh, you know, few things that we need to tidy up to make it more fluent and easy but um, but really uh, you know we'll get uh, we'll get better at it but yeah look it's um it's nice to have the team and and uh, and the support from Caltex we've obviously uh, got to improve a bit uh, with performances uh, as we go along we'll definitely we'll get we'll get the you know get the gains of that um, you know as I said Sunday's race was uh, was definitely today's race was definitely a good indication we can turn things around and um, we had a strong race until the end which sort of uh, the whole race was a bit bizarre to be honest been a bit of talk up and down the lane that the fuel drop rule might have to go. Oh, look, it's, I know that uh, you know, some of them uh, are basically saying that, but it was brought in for a reason. Um, whether that reason now is still valid, I don't know, but uh, I'll leave that up to Roland and, uh, and the powers to be. Obviously frustrating when you're, start, you're supposed to start the last lap on the podium and they say, we've got to give you some fuel. Yeah, look, it's, it's, uh, I think a couple of the teams, I think DJR didn't, didn't do the quota of, of uh, drop, but Look, it's it is uh, it is a difficult one. Uh, it would have been nice to be on the podium for the first time for the for Caltex and the team, but uh, we know we had good pace. Uh, we know the car was strong, and uh, you know we take a lot out of that weekend. Shows the economic properties of the uh, Vortex. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's uh, but look, it, it's it's just a nice showing. We we struggled, as I said, we struggled on Saturday. We we turned it around today, and uh, we go to the Grand Prix, which we get another opportunity to uh, you know to, to fine tune the, the car and the setup and the team. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. All the best. Thank you. Well, Chris Bither, the first race in the Supercar, or the first weekend in the Supercar, didn't go according to plan, but what did you get out of those uh, first couple of days? Yeah, it definitely didn't go to plan. Um, pretty disappointing, to be honest, to be, be standing here uh, talking to you today and, and not getting ready to, to jump in the car and, uh, and qualify. But um, it, it was a really positive weekend until that point. I was, I was really happy and, and just... It's a new group of guys here at Super Black Racing, um, basically for this year, and um, we're just getting to know each other. And, and obviously, I've got to learn how to make the most out of the, the uh, Pro Drive car, learn, learn its strengths, and, and, and maximise those areas. So um, I felt that we were making some really good steps forward and, and closing the, the gap, basically, to the to the leader. And uh, and and I was um, quite happy after race one, to be honest. Um, we, we moved up uh, to 18th and. And I was uh, basically behind Chaz and Cam, um, which was really encouraging and, and obviously really good uh, confidence booster. So, um, yeah, race two, obviously uh, not, not the way we wanted to, to end there. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take the positives on the weekend and, and 
get back in the car at, at the AGP and, and press on. What have you jumped into the car and found, that works for me, this is where I can see I'm going to get big gains from? It, it's so many small things, you know. You, you're in the car and you're, you're pushing to 100, 101% the whole time or you're going to be nowhere. Um, 98, 99% is just not good enough. And, and to get to that level, you're just looking for such small things to... to uh, to find time and, and, and myself and, and also tuning the car and, and for me it was just learning um, the characteristics and, and the part of the corner the way the car um, turns and, and, and reacts in, in different areas and and then obviously just uh, trying to drive accordingly so I've got to adjust my driving style it's quite different to, to uh, the Commodores that I've driven, um, Car of the Future Commodores that I've driven in the past, and the Volvo as well, it's a lot different to that. And they've all got their own little strengths and weaknesses, so um, it's just a matter of jumping in and, and learning what they are, and it doesn't come overnight. You've got to chip it away. It comes with time, and, and obviously in the confidence builds, and, and hopefully by that point you're selling to the sort of, you're in the top ten and, and, and moving forward. But, um, yeah, it takes time. At the moment, when you're looking at data, you're looking at microsectors, are uh, you just going... Heck, Chaz is breaking uh, 10 metres, 20 metres deeper than I am. He's got more maybe roll through speed through the centre of the apex. Is, is that what you're looking at in the, the granular level? You're trying to study your own driving style now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. For a start, basically, we break it down, look at the micro sectors, and, and obviously focus on the weakest. And uh, yeah, I could be breaking 20 metres. Uh, earlier in other cases I'm breaking 20 metres later so it's a matter of sort of working out um, obviously there's uh, focuses in each turn um, whether it's a short run on the exit or, a, or onto a back straight obviously you've got to adjust your technique to suit that so being able to feed off the, the rest of the pro drive um, uh, drivers is, is, is great for me um, they've, they've obviously been in these cars uh, for quite a long time and and really understand them well so um, I, I couldn't ask to be with a better team and from that point of view um, I'm quite, quite lucky and, and, and um, I really think that they're going to they're gonna help me get up to speed as well um, just by being able to share their data and, and look for all those little um, one percenters and uh, yeah when you break it all down to be able to have that data to, to feed off is great. Of course a lot of people we're expecting you to be up in this level a little bit sooner or back in this level in some cases a little bit sooner. Do you think the fact that it's probably delayed a year, maybe two years, has meant that you've had now a better opportunity in the uh, championship defending team and uh, going earlier might have put you in a, in a completely different position of the paddock? Yeah, for sure. It's been a, it's been a pretty long road to get back in here, to be honest, and um, I'm just yeah grateful for the opportunity to be to be back in the main championship. It's it's always been uh, my my dream to to race full time in the supercar uh, championship series. And um, yeah, at, at the end of the day, uh, I, I think um, it's it's that close now that that any team on their on their day can potentially uh, can potentially um, get podium results. And um, I, I am lucky for the fact that. I'm with Pro Drive, and they are the reigning champions. Um, so at the end of the day, um, if you had to choose a team, I've, I've probably been fortunate enough to in, in, end up at the at, at the best, at the best uh, one of the best options or the best option. So uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you back in the car over there at the Grand Prix. Great, thanks a lot. Yeah, can't can't wait myself. Like I'd like to be back in the car today, obviously, and 
and get stuck back into it. But, um, yeah, wait a couple of weeks and regroup and uh, come back at the AGP and go from there. Thank you. On our white flag lap, it's Adrian Burgess who has a chat with us. More to come on Inside Supercars when we return. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels through the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Well, Adrian Burgess, a, a crazy Sunday at Clipsal, but uh, Garth Tander comes home with the goods. Yeah, look, he did a good job. I mean, he was incredibly tough conditions for everybody. Uh, the, the boys in the bunker did a, you know, a good job uh, understanding the rules very quickly and, and realising we were going time certain and, and the safe cars and all these things. And, yeah, we got the fuel in, came through the pit lane, I think, about six times or something crazy. But, uh, yeah, tough day, strange day, strange result. Um, but we'll take the podium. We're a bit gutted for, for JC. He was flying along there. And that, that, the rain was torrential. The safety car should have been out before that. And he just aquaplaned straight off. So, bit of a shame with that one. But, uh, look, yeah, we live to fight another day. The car's quick, which is the important thing. And uh, we're competitive in all the conditions. So, take that, take that home and look forward to the next few events. Are you confident that what you would what you've achieved this weekend is transferable now right through? Well I think we showed in all the conditions, all the tyre compounds that we were competitive so yeah we're, we're happy with that, you know a few years the last few years you can say we we won it on strategy or, or this or that, we didn't always win it on car speed I think uh, this weekend we've shown we had car speed at various points so it's early days, first weekend of the year so I'm not going to get too excited. Well, congratulations fantastic result in interesting conditions Thank you, thanks that's all we have time for this week on Inside Supercars. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.